There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefel of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Amen. How many of you are happy to be in church today? We have a wedding ceremony this morning, but as our custom is, I'll be preaching the Word of God. And after that, we can marry. Adams, are you ready to marry? They're ready to marry. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord for a wonderful morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallowed be thy name. We bless you. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. You alone are God. Hallowed be thy name. Be glorified. Be exalted. Be lifted up. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your wisdom and your guidance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord and you may be seated. Last week, I um, started a new series, Break Out of Your Poverty. How many of you were here last week? How many of you were here last week? Break out of your poverty. Amen. I get what I'm saying. We are driving out the spirit of poverty from us. How many of you are ready to drive out the spirit of poverty from your life? Amen. Poverty is not a good thing. Amen. Poverty, in fact, the Bible said that the poor man's wisdom is despised. <laughs> even, even when you are wise, because of poverty, when you speak, people don't listen. Amen. And you can easily die if you are a poor person. Yeah. When I was on the ward in Kolebu, patients died for not being able to buy little things like insulin and little things like amylophenin for asthmatics and for diabetes. And often we had patients who were on the ward and during the visit time the relatives would come and peep whether the patient was still alive. They would not come and collect the prescription because they couldn't afford. So anybody who tells you that poverty is a good thing is not telling you the truth. Amen. I get what I'm saying. 
you can do well for yourself, for your family, for your community if you are prospered. Hallelujah. If you have done well. Amen. And don't be afraid of the word prosperity. Prosperity simply means success. Amen. If you are a student and you do GSS exams and you get mathematics 9, English 8, social studies 8.5, do you get it? It means that in your exams you did not prosper. Amen. I get what I'm saying. So prosperity just means to do well. Hallelujah. And the opposite of prosperity is poverty. So you can be poor in your examination results by getting very bad grades. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, for us to prosper and to break out of our poverty, we need certain uh, type of keys that would unlock the door to our blessings and to our poverty. And last week I gave you one. And that key was that be convinced that God wants you to do well in all aspects of your life. Amen. Are you getting that? God wants you to do well in all aspects of your life. You must be convinced that in your marital life, in your health, in your educational life, in your business life, in your ministry life, God wants you to do well. Especially as you do well spiritually. So he said, Beloved, I wish above all things, said John 2, that thou would what? Be in health eh? and prosper even as your soul is prospering. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? Eh? In Job chapter 36 and verse 11, the Bible said that if they will obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So God wants you to do well and to succeed in everything that you are doing. Psalm 122 verse 7 says, Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. As a matter of fact, according to Psalm 35 and verse 27, God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Amen. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Hallelujah. Success, well-being, doing well, improvement, promotion comes from God. Amen? It comes from God. 
in Psalm 118 and verse 25, the scripture says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. O Lord, send now prosperity. So, so prosperity is not a bad thing to be successful, to do well in life is not a bad thing. They are prospering in their hallelujah. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Now, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, even the wicked and unbelievers can prosper. Even the wicked and unbelievers can prosper. The scripture says in Psalm 73 and verse 3, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now, if the wicked, the unbeliever, can prosper, people who don't believe in God, when they get money, what do they use it for? They marry more women. They build bigger houses. They find themselves in all kinds of earthly pleasures. There are people who have bought Benz, the different series. They have about five sitting in their homes. Five. And then BMW. They have also about five of those series sitting in their homes. For what? But if you are a child of God and you are blessed, you can do so much for the kingdom of God. Very soon, the bishop will be going on crusades again. One crusade costs over 100,000 US dollars. One crusade. And you ask yourself, how can the kingdom of God be financed? If you had money, how many of you here, if you had money, you will finance crusades. Can I see your hand? Yeah, you will not buy bands about 12 and put in your homes. So even unbelievers who when they get money, they don't know what to do with it. They prosper. How much more you? Who can use your money hopefully for the right things? I qualified my way hopefully because it is not automatic. Some Christians get money and they forget that God is the source of their blessing. But the point I'm trying to make is that if the wicked can prosper, then you, who is a believer and a child of God, should even prosper much more. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Even fools can prosper. Even fools, you see, that's why I told you last week that you must be convinced. You must be convinced that God wants you to do well. Even fools can prosper. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 32, the Bible says that for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. The prosperity of so fools can prosper. So if you sit in church as 
of God and you think that as for you, you should not do well in this life and you go about proclaiming and embracing poverty in your life it is up to you but I want to do well how many of you want to do well? I want to do well. Lift up your hands and say, I want to do well. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you want to do well? Do you want to do well? And when you look in the scriptures, you realize that all the people who followed God and set him and obeyed God and walked in the will of God were blessed by God. They were blessed by God. Adam. Adam was blessed by God. Everything that God had, Adam had. He was in charge of everything. Abraham. God called him from his father's country, from his family, and he began to walk with God, to obey God, to serve God, to walk in the will of God. And God blessed him. In Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2, the Bible says, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, in gold. In verse 6, the Bible says that his substance was so great. Even Lot who went along with him, the blessing affected him. Isaac walked with God and God blessed him. In Genesis 26, verse 12, the Bible said that he was blessed. He was great. He grew greater. He became became very powerful. Jacob walked with God. God blessed him. In Genesis chapter 32, Jacob himself told God that I crossed this Jordan with my staff but now I am coming back as two bands. Joseph, even as a slave boy, but as somebody who knew God, fear God, work God, work of God, when he served in his master's house, the Bible says that God was was with him and God blessed him. Job, a man who feared God and worked with God, was the greatest at his time. And Jesus told Peter and the rest, no man who has left father, mother, sisters, lands, brothers, for my sake and for the gospels, he said, in this lifetime shall receive lands, houses, brothers, and everything a hundredfold. If you also are following God, serving Him, loving Jesus, working for Him, walking in His will, you can also do well. And you must expect to do well. Lift up your right hand and say, I must expect to do well. Amen. So that was last week. Now let me give you one other point today. The second key, wisdom key, that you need in order for you to break out of your poverty is that you must decide not to be poor. 
you must decide. Lift up your right hand. Say, I must decide not to be poor. Now, why do I say that? Why do I say that? Because the greatest enemy of prosperity and blessing is your mind. It's your mind. In life, you get defeated about you get defeated first and foremost by the thoughts that you have. When Moses sent the twelve spies to go and spy the land, when they went into the land, ten of them came and said that we should not go into that land. We can't take over that land. They explained and said that when we went, we saw giants and the sons of Enoch. And when we looked at them, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. Are you getting that? Not that the giants saw them as grasshoppers, but they saw themselves as grasshoppers. So, they diagnose themselves. And of course, if we are grasshopper, you can't fight a giant. Now, many of us, we have not come from good family backgrounds, good homes. Most of our homes are poor because our country is poor. Our country is very, very poor. Ghana is one of the poorest countries on earth. Our country is very poor. And so it has affected us. And, and so you realize that, you know, when we look at our backgrounds, our homes, and all that, really there isn't much that we can see. Now, unknowingly, as you grow, you grow with that mentality. Because you don't see anybody around you who has gone to university, who has, who has been successful in business, who has been successful in Christian ministry, who has been successful in marriage. You grew up to see your mother divorced. All your sisters are not married or they've been to marriage for two years and come back. Carrying two children, three children, and around. And that, that is the picture. So unknowing to you, that type of picture has affected your consciousness. And so you walk about with a poverty mentality. And you say to yourself that and, and, and you hear, you hear some people making said, as for we poor people. As for we poor people. As for we poor people. Look, we there, we don't have. You know we there, we don't have. Such people come to church and they can't even give offerings. Because when it is time for offering, it's like, oh, as for we poor people. You know, poor people. Are you getting that? It's like, it's like you have embraced you have embraced poverty. Amen? You have embraced poverty and you carry it along. As a matter of fact, you can embrace poverty to the point that you even forget that prosperity exists. Let me show you a scripture in Lamentation chapter 3. And verse 7. 
Are you here or you go home? Are you still here? Break out of your poverty. Nobody is going to break out for you. You must rise up and break out of your poverty. Amen. Now, the scripture says, can I have the King James Version of Lamentation chapter 3 and verse 17? The, verse 17. Alright. And thou hast removed my soul far from my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. The, the message Bible says, I gave up on life altogether. I've forgotten what the good life is like. So, so you can carry a certain type of mentality that makes you to forget about the fact that you can do well in life. You can prosper. You can succeed. You can also drive a good car. Is it a bad thing to drive a good car? Is it a bad thing to eat some good food? Is it a bad thing to dress well? Is it a bad thing? Is it a bad thing to live in a little good room which is clean with your own personal washroom? Instead of you being forced to wake up at about 2 a.m. to go and be in a queue. And then the person who is there too is not hurrying up. Amen. So decide. Decide. The scripture says that God created the rich and the poor. God created the rich and the poor. So you decide that there is a poor, there is a rich. But I will be rich. I'll prosper. I'll do well. You decide. You decide. Amen. Wow. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, the scripture says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are what you think in your heart. That is why the Bible asks us to walk in faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3, the scripture says that, and we know that the words were created by the word of God. Amen. Proverbs 21 says that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And they that love the fruit thereof you can use your tongue to create a certain type of well for yourself. So, you can either go about saying, I am poor, I am weak, I am unwell. As for us in our family, nobody goes to school. I mean, nothing good comes out of us. Uh, people in my family don't marry. You know, we don't have children. You can talk like that. Or, you can look at your situation the way it is. And say, even though my family background is not good, even though I am surrounded by darkness, 
But as long as I am a child of God, let the weak say that I am strong and let the poor say that I am rich. Tell yourself, I can do well, I can progress, I can increase, I can be promoted, I can become rich, I can prosper, I can succeed, I am well, I am happy, I am strong, I am married, I can go to school, I I am anointed, I can do ministry. Say something good about your life with your own mouth. Stop walking about wanting people to pity you. You have turned yourself, there are many people who have turned themselves into beggars. And many of such people are lazy. I am going to be, I'm going to talk about laziness in this church. I'm going to expose you. Yeah. That you are a lazy person. Yeah. Look, brothers, pray that you don't marry certain types of sisters. Yeah. Because even though you have money and you give them money, they are too lazy to go to market, to shop. And when even they shop, they are too lazy to cook. Yeah. And there are a lot of young men. Uh, you wait, I'll come. <laughs> you go about carrying your MPs, big face, or your assemblyman's potomanto, and walk around and you call yourself special advisor. If you have any special advice, why don't you aspire yourself first? Advise yourself first. Let us see how you have advised yourself first. Laziness. Amen. So decide not to be poor. Hallelujah. Huh? What do you think? Look at 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. There's an interesting story there. Now, you remember that in 2 Kings chapter 6, a great famine had hit Samaria to the extent that women got to the point where they boiled and ate their children. And at that time, there were four lepers who sat at the gate of the city. Now, how many of you agree with me that if healthy people, because in those days, if you were a leper, you were not even allowed to come amongst people. You had to be separated from the congregation, from the people. When you were approaching people or people were approaching you, you were, you were under obligation to say, I'm a leper. I'm a leper. I'm a leper. Now, how many of you agree with me that if normal, healthy people were poor as a result of this famine, their life was hopeless for the lepers? 
How many of you agree with me? Totally hopeless. But look at what happened. Can I have the scripture? Second Kings chapter 7 from verse 3. These lepers decided to do something about their situation. And there were four leprous men at the entry of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Now listen to what you are saying. They look at their situation and they said, we need to take a decision about our situation. We need to do something about our poverty. Now look at me. This is what God is telling you this morning. Take a decision about your poverty. Don't just stare at your poverty. Don't just stare at your lack. Don't just stare at your condition and be depressed. Don't just stare at it. Don't just stare at it and blame your father and your mother. You hear a lot of people say that my father didn't look after me. My mother didn't look after me. It is true, but at least they brought you into this life. And I know a lot of poor people who became rich and have become rich and be blessed not because their parents look after them, but because they took a decision to do something for themselves. Uh, my father didn't look after me. Uh, my father didn't look after me. Me too, my father didn't look after me. I didn't even know my father until I was quite advanced. But he has given you life. He has given you life. I was watching the news recently in Australia. There was a, there was a big fire. I don't know whether they, they, they've been able to quench it, even as at now. And they were interviewing one lady. She had lost everything because her house had been burnt down. And they asked her, so if there was one thing that you could have gone for before your house got burnt, what will, what will it have been? She said, my pictures, my wedding pictures, my life story, my life story. That is what mattered to her. And then one of the firefighters, they were interviewing him. Then he also said, his sister had also lost everything. But he said, I told my sister that for as long as you have life, there is hope. The life that your father, I am trying to, I am trying to fight against that your mind that because your father didn't look after you, because your mother didn't look after you, that is why you are poor. I am trying to fight against that mind. It is not a proper mind. 
one of the best gifts that they have given to you is life. Life. You have a lot of young people who still live with their parents and eat from the house. Because you are too lazy. When you sleep, you sleep at 2 a.m. You watch Nigerian films from about 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then when you sleep at 2 a.m., you wake up the following day at about 1 p.m., 2 p.m. And then you rush to your mother's kitchen expecting to be fed. And you don't understand why you are poor. You don't understand it. Is that the government is not helping us. The government is not helping us. The government can help you, but how much can the government help you? When you are able to help yourself to a certain extent, the government can top up for you. Yeah. I hear you go home. Break out of your poverty. Nobody is going to take you out. You must take a decision and break yourself out of the cycle of poverty that you experience. The lepers said to themselves, listen, if we sit here, we will die. Now, if we go into the camps, the camp of the Syrians, we can also die. But maybe we we'll also not die. So they got up and went into the camp of the Syrians. What was that? They took a risk. You need to take a risk to come out of poverty. You need to take a risk. Many of you, you like softy, softy, softy lifestyles. But life is hard. He said, Bishop, I did my wasi, I didn't pass. You didn't pass, go and do it again. He said, I've tried it three times. Go four times. Go five times. The guy who did the electric board, I, I think Thomas Edison also. Alright? Do you know how many times he did it? Before he was able to come out? About 70 times or so. They interviewed him and they asked him, so, what did you learn from this, your failure, that it took you 70 good times before you could invent this? Then he said, I didn't fail. I learned 70 ways how you cannot make a bob. I learned 70 ways how a bob cannot be made. Try again. Try again. Try again. Persevere. You've done one business, it has failed. Try another one. Take a decision. Take a decision not to fail. Take a decision not to be poor. 
Don't sit down there and put your two hands in your lap and look around for help. Nobody's going to help you. Yeah. Nobody is going to help you. Rise up, take a decision, and do something for yourself. Can I have an amen? amen. They say, let us do something. Let us take a risk. If we sit here, we'll be poor until we die. But let us do something. When they went into the camp of the Syrians, God supernaturally amplified the noise that came out of their feet. So the Syrians thought that a huge Israeli army was descending upon them. So the Syrians ran away from their tents and left all their food, their silver, their gold, their clothing, and everything. Overnight, these lepers, when they took a decision to do something about their poverty, became very rich. They became very rich because they took a decision to do something. To do something. Don't just sit down like Pacino. Just snoring and yawning and expecting help. Yeah. One of the people that I admire, and because of that, I always buy things when I'm driving, are these boys who sell things on the way. I admire their dexterity. I admire their perseverance. I admire their, their desire to make it, to break out. I'm told that many of them are able to gather money to travel and all that. When somebody comes and shows you something and, and says, this thing is 50 Ghana cities. That's a way of 50. Then you say, oh, nobody did too much. Remember 10 Ghana cities. She will smile and say, hey, you hey, you hey, you hey, you hey, you hey, you then they will start to call you Nana. Nana. You can see them running around. You see, they, they are taking a decision to do something. It's better than being an arm robber. It's better than cheating somewhere else. They have taken a decision. Rise up and take a decision not to be poor. You can do something about it. Hallelujah. Number three. The third key. So the first key that will help you to break out of your poverty is that be convinced that God wants you to do well. Number two. Take a decision not to be poor. Number three. Number three. Seek for godly wisdom. Seek for godly wisdom. 
Lift up your right hand and say, God, make me wise. Make me wise. Now, now look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. Most of the time, we don't succeed because we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Now, the revelation of what to do is what is wisdom. Wisdom helps you to know what to do. And often, we don't do well because we lack wisdom. One of the most prominent spirits that accompany many poor people is the spirit of foolishness. The spirit of foolishness. Yeah. It is the spirit of foolishness that causes a young man to spend the little money that he has buying food for several ladies to make sure. <laughs> he, he doesn't have much money. Perhaps somebody just, you know, bless him with some 10 Ghana cities. When he sees some ladies, he wants to show that he's a man, he's a gentleman. So it's like he's spreading them. That is the spirit of foolishness. It is the spirit of foolishness that causes married men not to build houses to secure their family, not to send their children to school to get education, but it is the spirit of foolishness that causes married men to have several girlfriends and spend their monies on them. That's the spirit of foolishness. One of the principal spirits is the spirit of foolishness. So how do you do that? You need wisdom. You need wisdom. Lift up your right hand and say, I need wisdom. In fact, that is why the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And and I'm not talking about, there are several types of wisdom. Amen? James chapter 3 talks about earthly wisdom. He said this, this type of wisdom comes not from God, but it is earthly, it is sensual, and it is devilish. There, there's an earthly type of wisdom. Amen. And then there's a wisdom, which is not wisdom, but it's sly. You are just sly. Listen, ladies, ladies, that boy who is rapping you, he doesn't love you. He's just being sly. The key that he's wearing like that is not his key. It's for a friend. The suit has been borrowed. He has dressed purposely to come and deceive you. And you too, your head has become like Mount Afajato. Sly. But I am talking, I am talking, I am talking about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will help you to know what you must do. Yeah. The wisdom of God helps you 
to, an, to answer the question, what must I do? You see, what you need is what must you do to do well in life? Is it education that you need? Some of you, what you need is education. It's education. It's to go to school. It's to go to school. You see, education makes you a broad person. Education gives you latitude in thinking. Latitude. Wideness. When you are not educated, we can't talk with you. We can't discuss with you. You're, you're, you can't think much. You, you don't have depth. You can't analyze issues. You can't. Sometimes when I listen to some of these uh, journalists and all that, I realize that, you see, they lack education and expertise. People like tend to CNN and hear Amampo. Amampo. Asking a president a question. And you can see that the person is asking intelligent questions. Not frivolous, petty, repetitious questions. Sometimes our local, the person has asked the question and the person has answered. Five minutes later, you come back to it and then you come back to it. It's, 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 it's a sign that you yourself, you are not up to what you want to know. Go to school! I want all the young men in this church to go to school. Do SSS, do JSS, do technical, do polytechnic, do whatever you want to do. Now, sometimes, sometimes, Sometimes you want to go on a particular line. Like, like a young man came to me, I think earlier this year. He wants to do, I think, ACCA or something. He wants to become an accountant, but he wants to do ACCA. Now, and he's a poor person. He doesn't have anybody to look after him. So I told him, you can become an accountant, but there are different ways. Or becoming an accountant. Choose the one which is easier in terms of cost, in terms of affordability. But one day you get there. You see, that is wisdom. But when the spirit of foolishness is working on you, it's like, as for some of you, the reason why you are poor is that for the past 10 years, you have been expecting your brother in America to send you $2,000. To do a business. That is why you are poor. Now let me ask you a question. When your grandfather died, he didn't come. When your mother died, he didn't come. When your father died, he didn't come. Why didn't he come? If he had $2,000. Rise up. Go to Abobrosi Market. Begin to push track. And gather money and buy your own truck and write on it anointed trucks and push it. Soon you'll be able to add another one. Soon you'll be an owner of about five trucks. Soon, before you realize, you can buy a taxi. Before you realize, you have added an urban bus and then you have become a transport owner. This guy, what is his name? Banson, what is the name? The paint. Sinkers. He started small. Tabletop. All these guys. This guy, what is his name? Uh, anointed 
electric cars. He has a huge complex. One day he showed me, he said, Bishop, this is where I started. He showed me. I know the place. He showed me. A rickety structure. He said, what you need is wisdom. Some of you don't have anything, but you are flamboyant. Now, it's all borough. All borough. Borough. Including the sisters. You are borough Korean hair, Chinese hair, Brazilian hair. Wisdom. Vaseli. Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And you can get wisdom. How can you how can you get wisdom? How can you get wisdom? Number one, pray that God gives you wisdom. Matthew 7 7. Ask, you shall be given. James 1 5. Is there any one of you that lacketh wisdom? Let him ask of God, which giveth unto all men liberally and abradeth not. Solomon in first King chapter 3, when he became the king, the first prayer that he prayed was, Lord, give me wisdom. Ask God to give you wisdom. Number two, you get wisdom through education. Number three, you get wisdom through studying the Bible. The Bible. Oh, if Christians were to study the Bible, we'd be so wise. We'd be so wise. We'd be so wise, Pastor Kwesi. Because you see, look at Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. He says, the problems of, the, of Solomon, the son of David, the king of, of Israel, for what purpose was Proverbs written? To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. All these things you can glean as you study the word of God. But modern day Christians, don't even have Bibles. There are many people sitting in church who don't have a Bible. You don't have a Bible. The last one you had was your grandmother's Bible. That when she died, they collected and put in the casket. Since that time, you don't have a Bible. Let's read the Bible. Now, let me give you a good exercise. Read a chapter of Proverbs every day. A chapter of Proverbs every day. You'll be so wise. You'll be so wise. Amen. Amen. Number four, the fourth way to get wisdom. Alright? Is consider carefully everything that you see around on you. You'll receive wisdom. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. Quickly. I went by the field of the slothful. The suffering means lazy, a lazy person. And by the vineyard of a man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns. And nestles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered, considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. You see, that's how to become wise. Yeah. If we're a pastor, you have come to this church. Don't be here looking at me to criticize me. 
Just ask yourself, what can I learn? Is there something that I can learn and go and add it to my ministry? I was preaching in one of our branches uh, over, over last week. Then I saw something. And I told our bishop that I said, I am going to implement that thing in my church. Because I looked at what was there and I received instruction. You have to ponder. You have to think. Amen? When you see a successful person, don't criticize the person. Don't label the person as a drug dealer. Don't label the person as a cocaine smuggler. This is, it's, like, it's like now in our country, nobody can prosper. Nobody can do well. But there are hosts of genuine men and women who labor every day. So you should ask yourself, how did this person become a rich person? When I set up my hospital in the late uh, 1990s, I was quite a distance from Dr. Agnes' uh, hospital, Holy Trinity. And I heard that his hospital was very nice and beautiful and he had a lot of clients. And we used to go for private doctor's meeting. And when we went for the private doctor's meeting, I could see from the body language that the man was not really liked. It's like, I mean, people felt that, I mean, he has, he has taken over all the patients, he has taken over all this, he has taken over, he was, he was not really liked. In fact, to the extent that once he had a position and nobody was congratulating him. Nobody. They made a mistake of calling me. He said, I was the also for. They said, Reverend, please pray for us. I said, before we pray, let us congratulate you for this. Yeah. But I asked myself, so why did he have a good hospital? So I called my administrator and I gave him money. I said, go to hospital at Holy Trinity. Go to hospital. I gave my administrator money. I just started. I didn't have anything. In a small place. I said, go to hospital. When he came, he said, hey, the reception is so beautiful. They have a TV. The nurses are very nice. The walls are very clean. You know, he has this. I heard what he said. I thought about it. I meditated upon it. And I received wisdom. And I said, I'll do the same. I did the same thing. And I also became blessed. Ponder. Ponder. When you see a married couple that are very happy walking around, don't start saying, ah, ah, they are pretending. Go close, your marriage is not working, and find out why is it that they are happy. That's how to become wise. That's how to become wise. Amen. So you can become wise by asking God. You can become wise by going to school. You can become wise by observing things around you by reading the Bible. You can become wise. Hallelujah. And wisdom will help you to know what to do. Is that not what happened in Egypt? That's what happened in Egypt. Pharaoh was going to enjoy a period of prosperity, blessings, and abundance. But after that, he was also going to experience a seven-year period of lack. That was going to erode all the economic 
gains that they have made. And God gave him a dream. But when God gave him a dream, he didn't understand it. Joseph comes and tells him that this dream that God has shown you, it is to deliver you from the evil that is supposed to come. In other words, God is trying to give you wisdom. God is trying to give you wisdom. And when Joseph explained the meaning of the dream, and Joseph said, so look for a man who would take over this business. Pharaoh said, can there be any wiser person? Can there be any wiser person than this man? What saved Egypt was wisdom. It is wisdom that will save you. Amen? It is wisdom that will save you. You have a beautiful marriage. The only thing is that your husband cannot afford to let you eat chicken just like your friend at work every day. And you are not happy in your marriage. You also want to eat chicken every day like your friends. So because of that, you are not happy in your marriage. But meanwhile, your friend, he is chicken, but the husband also slaps him all the time. (laughs) But you don't eat chicken. You eat your fish and your Kobe, but your husband respects you, honors you, and doesn't beat you. Stand to your feet and let's go. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Next week, I'll give you more keys. By the time we finish, I have 12 keys for you. By the time we finish, you will break out of your poverty. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and thank God for today. Just thank him. Just thank the Lord. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him for these words of wisdom. And ask the Lord for the grace to go and to walk in them. The grace to go and to walk in them. The grace to go and to walk with them. Tell the Lord, give me wisdom. Help me to change my mindset about, about poverty in the name of Jesus. Help me. Lord, grant me wisdom. Lord, help me. Help me to know what to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service times. Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 